Hey guys, welcome to the Katie May Show. I am Katie May. I hope you are ready to keep it real and talk all things marriage because that is what I do. Thank you so much for joining me on the journey in the pursuit of having an awesome marriage and accepting nothing less for this one and only life we get to have here together. Let's do this. Hello, intimacy revolution. Let's go, ladies. Hi, it's happy. It's a happy Saturday. It is a happy Saturday. You guys caught me nice and sweaty right after the gym, but it's usually in the time in which I am at the gym or working out or walking or whatever that I am struck with inspiration. So I was just working out and I was like, this is what we need to talk about today. I love, I love, 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 love our topic today. Um, and here's why. And I'll also, um, oh, hi, everyone who is new and or joining me for the first time. If you are joining me for the first time, welcome. I am Katie May. I'm the founder of this very amazing group full of amazing women in this community. And um, I am also the CEO and founder of Katie May Coaching. I help high achieving women uh, create the deep intimacy in their relationships that they truly desire. If you are on here live, please feel free to talk to me because I love having people talk to me while I am talking and hopefully I can answer some questions live. That's a big part of why you can try to make these lives as sporadic as I do them. Um, and if not, post hashtag replay and ask your questions um, as you watch the replay in the thread so I can circle back to you and respond. Um, today's topic though, I absolutely love because it used to piss me off so bad. Um, when people, or I would like hear people say that like your, whatever your relationship status is, no matter like where it's at right now, you are choosing that. So you choose the very relationship dynamic that you currently have. And it used to piss me off so bad because I was like, um, back in the day before I was like self-aware and all of that, it used to piss me off because it was like, of course I don't want my relationship to be like this, right? Like, of course I, I don't want this emotionally distant, disconnected, you know, communication blocked relationship. Who, who wants that? Right. Um, and I know there are so many women out there who feel this way, who feel very frustrated by the fact that it's like, look, I feel like I am, I'm trying to change. I'm trying to do things right. And yet, um, I'm still not getting what I need and what I want out of my relationships. And so for somebody to say, Hey, I choose this relationship is really annoying. Right. Um, and so, okay, so let's break this down. First of all, we have to be reminded of our conscious and subconscious level selves. Okay. So we know that on a daily basis, we're going to talk about our conscious level self, roughly estimated about 10% of our day every day is spent doing conscious level things. We think it, we intentionally do it. Okay. 10%. This is an average of like, literally like that's it. 10% of our days. So the rest of everything we do from interacting to our husband, interact with our husband, with our kids, um, with our employees, with our team, in our business, whatever we're doing, 
90% of that is coming from your subconscious level self, which means we are on autopilot so much during the day. Okay, ladies, like we always want to, we always want to battle like our conscious level self with our subconscious level self, like be like, yeah, no, I mean, like, of course I don't want this. Of course, I don't want this type of relationship. I'm not choosing this. That's your conscious level self. Your conscious level self says, no, I want a better relationship, right? But, but if your subconscious disagrees with you, this is going to kick the shit out of your 10% measly little conscious level self every single time in how you behave moving forward, okay? So let's just... For example, analyze divorce statistics, okay? Yes, I recognize that there are some flaws in the research and there's gray, but across the board, there is a very interesting thing with divorce statistics that we do know, is that with each divorce, the likelihood with each marriage, so you're married, you get divorced, the likelihood that you will get divorced again in your remarriage, let's say you get remarried, goes up, okay? It doesn't go down. It doesn't say, oh, you made a mistake, you got a divorce, you will get married again, and therefore the likelihood of your marital success actually goes up. No, it's actually the opposite, and even more so for those on their third or fourth marriages, okay? Now, why is that? And there's been a lot of good research done in this very area is because it shows that people with this particular mindset of most people, we're talking about most people, you are operating from the same place, okay? So you're choosing the same partner, maybe presents in a different way, right? Um, I actually, I had, uh, I'm noticing a trend also in a lot of the women I work with is they leave a physically abusive relationship to end up in a narcissistic abusive relationship. Obviously this is some like extreme situation case, right? So it wasn't that she went from a bad and abusive relationship to a good and healthy relationship. It was a different kind of abuse. So it masked right? It masked that. It was like, oh, well, he's not physically hurting me. He seems to be totally different from my last guy, except he is still abusive. It is just emotionally and verbally. And and so different costume, if you will. Okay. Um, so let's take a look at how this is established within our childhood. I posted a while back, which got a lot of traction on it. And I do want to talk more about it is how we recreate the emotions that we felt most as children in our adult lives. Okay, so think about that. Whatever emotions you remember feeling the most as a child, you will recreate those very emotions in your life. So when when I talk to somebody who is really frazzled and like 
just, uh, I, I just don't have enough time in the day. I'm so busy. I just can't seem to do the things or have the t time to do the things I really want in my life. And I take on too much and I've, I'm overwhelmed constantly. I absolutely know that that individual um, experienced a lot of chaos in their childhood. And so I will ask them that question. I said, you know, I'll say, what, what emotion do you identify with the most as a child? And they'll, of course, stop and reflect and have to think on it. And sure is, you know, shit, it comes up and she will say like, well, it was, it was just chaotic at my home right? Like I just remember always feeling like I never really was valued and there was a lot of conflict and it was just crazy around my house. And so therefore she carries on that same pattern in her very relationship. So while she wants this connection with her husband, while she desires this deep connection, even when he does something good, even when he does meet her with an effort to connect, she sabotages it. No, not purposefully. She does not purposefully sabotage the efforts that her husband makes to connect with her to sabotage those. No, subconsciously she does. And she's unaware of it until I'm able to say, oh, did you see how he made this advance and you picked a fight with him. Um, did you notice that like you had this amazing week together and then all of a sudden you blew up over this one thing, like you zeroed in and you started a fight over this one thing and everything we worked on went out the door. And then it's like, Oh my gosh. Right. Like light bulb on. Holy crap. You're right. That's what I'm doing. So that is a way that we can sabotage the very progress that we can make in our own relationships, guys. That is exactly how we are choosing to have the relationships that we have, okay? Hold on real quick. Jamie says, what do you find with your clients who have had father issues growing up? Do you think that's a trend in marriage issues amongst women who had a lack of a father figure, a toxic one? Oh yeah, oh gosh, yes, absolutely. Um, that's like a, that's a whole other life in and of itself, right? Is your relationship to the masculine in your, in your life growing up. So whether you formulated a safe bond with that protector energy in your home and you established a secure attachment to that, that will, no, I know, you know, my ADHD girl, I'm just going to go. <laughs> That's why I like, it's okay. That's why I like these. I don't believe in accidents, right? God brings up good people in my lives for good questions for a reason. Um, to not formulate a secure attachment with the masculine model in your life will teach you that that particular energy is not good on the outside of you, right? And the other, on the flip side, this is also why a lot of women, because they don't have a secure attachment to the masculine protector, will actually adapt masculine tendencies because they didn't feel safe within their own environment to be soft, to be vulnerable, to to see their power of their feminine energy. And so they deny that side of them because they didn't feel safe 
with the protector energy, the mas- if you will, the masculine energy in their life growing up. So then they will assume more of a masculine energy themselves because that's how they feel safe. Does that make sense? So in that case, that's why you have, i.e. like me growing up, um, like so many other women that I work with, this is such a common trend is because, and I, and this is true for even like some, some women in like where they feel like I actually had a good relationship with my father, but maybe it wasn't even crazy toxic. You guys, maybe it was just a matter of the fact that you received the message over and over again, growing up that being that your emotions were wrong, right? Like you're too emotional. You're, you, you overreact. You're something's wrong, you know, with your tears, like how many, how many of you guys, I don't know about you. How many of you guys heard the phrase of you better stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. Right. Basically gaslighting us our whole lives, our whole childhood to teach us that our emotions, our vulnerability was wrong. Right. And God bless my parents. I know they were trying to do the very best they could with what they had and they were doing better than their parents. Right. But their, their whole upbringing was, and this is of course an analysis of even my upbringing, mom, if you're listening, I love you. I know you guys did the best you can. We, I have a great relationship with my parents now, but if you, anal- if you analyze it, it's like their whole upbringing was like, you have to demand respect from your child and a tantrum or crying would, would indicate that the parent did not have a control over said child, right? Especially out in public. And so it was far more important to make the emotion stop, make that emotion stop in that child, than say, Hey, it's okay. You're feeling these feelings and that's normal, right? Let's talk about the expression of those emotions and let's you know, help the child actually regulate. Hey, this is what it looks like. Mommy feels this way too. I have to take deep breaths when I feel this way. Right. And so we don't just scream and we don't, it's, it's the actions that we're teaching our kids and helping them navigate versus, Hey, stop that emotion. That emotion is wrong. Shame, anger, all of those things. Right. So yes, total, total tangent, but not really. Cause if you think about what we're talking about here as our emotions repeating themselves as a child, if you grew up with emotionally distant parents, if you grew up with the feeling, the lack of connection and presence in your life from your parents, guys, this can be a busy, a busy parent, a parent who just can't sit down. I love, love my mom to death. I felt like I had a great relationship with her growing up and I did, but I also felt like the woman could never sit down. Like when I was a kid, I yearned for that, like one-on-one eye contact, sit down with me, color with me, play with me, be in the pool with me, right? Versus she'd be, you know, color a few things and get up and do some dishes. I'm still here. I'm still here. Or I we're going swimming in the pool and she's out picking weeds, right? And as moms and adults, man, like, do I totally resonate with that, right? Like, that just is like, you're just multitasking. You're with your kids still, right? But shit's got to get done. So, but I internalized that as a child, as like, I, I wasn't getting my needs met emotionally. Like I wanted that undivided attention to feel valued, to feel valuable. And so, yes, I did. I chose a man who was 
incapable and or unwilling to be able to um, be emotionally available to me. I was attracted to that, not on a conscious level, no. Um, <laughs> I, I also was a fire, I was a fire starter in my relationship. Even when things got good, I would find a way to fight about it, right? I would, I would have those moments of like, oh crap, things feel really good right now. And I feel uneasy about it. Like how many of you guys watching this are thinking like when things are really good in your life, when things are like going so good in your relationship, right? Even if it's like a day or like a week and you're just like, oh my gosh, we had such a great week and fear immediately takes over like, oh shit, what's going to happen next? And you feel uneasy. You can't even sit in the joy. You can't even like let yourself experience and receive the joy of the progress that you're making in your relationships because you're so used to feeling that chaos, that sense of insecurity. You're so, your nervous system is wired to all of this insecurity and anxiety. You feel more comfortable with those emotions than joy or peace. How crazy is that? Like, I know there's so many women on here, like understanding where I'm coming from right now, because I, I myself felt that very thing. I just always waiting for that other shoe to drop, right? If I pick a fight with him and I cause a problem with him again, subconscious, not a conscious level thought, then I obtain more of the emotion that I felt as a child. Because this safety, this security, this level of emotional connection that I so desperately on a conscious level self-desire, I'm actually extremely uncomfortable with in my subconscious self. So how do we fix this? How do we start to retrain our minds? And how do we let this enter, like re-change uh, things in our subconscious. First of all, it's being painfully aware of it, guys. Take the time to analyze these thoughts, these feelings right now on this live. Guys, I don't know if you know this, in this very group, if you go up to media on the top of the page, every single live, every single tutorial I've done in this group is still accessible to you and it always will. Even ones that are really, really old. Um, I don't delete those. I don't necessarily recommend going back and watching them, but you could. <laughs> um, but it shows it shows where I came from, right? And so, um, and, and how I started to do this. So I don't wanna delete them. But anyways, moving on. This is a replay you can come back and you can watch. So if you don't have a pen and paper, if you're just listening to this as you're driving down the road or you're multitasking, make a spot on your calendar for 20 minutes. Okay. 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. Something is better than nothing always. Okay. And get a pen and a paper out and give yourself the brain space to answer these questions. What feelings did I experience most as a child? Whether they were good, whether they were bad, right? Like an ant. Now, how am I experiencing and creating 
those same emotions within my relationships? In what ways am I recreating those same emotions within my life, within my relationships right now? So answer those questions for yourself. That starts the awareness, okay? If you feel like, oh, you know, I kind of feel blocked there um, or I need some extra help, I need an outside perspective, call a friend you trust. I mean, one who will really give you the truth, not just sugarcoat some shit for you, okay? We're talking about the real friends in your life. And if you don't want to involve your friends or you want somebody who is obviously trained to do this, that is exactly what I help my clients do, right? Is shine the light on their blind spots. So call me. Y'all get free consultations in here. So use me while you got me. That's why I offer those as a way to serve my community. Um, And then if not another coach, another therapist, I don't care, right? Just do something to help yourself out with this or you will perpetuate this very thing in your relationships for the rest of your life. So sit down, take a pen and paper out, ask yourself these questions, identify them. That's awareness. That's step one. Now we need to start identifying actual practices in your day to day to retrain your brain. Okay. Example, I am one who experienced that safety and chaos. I thrive in chaos. Maybe you guys find yourself feeling that or saying that even I do. I do really well under pressure. Um, and in all reality, it's just what you've been used to experiencing. You could do a hell of a lot more in your life, feel a hell of a lot more fulfilled in your day to day and experience connections so much more than you already have, right? It's like, What you have been doing got you to where you are, so we honor that, but it's not going to serve you into the journey of where you truly want to go. And so we need, if that's no longer serving us, then we need to honor how we had, have been acting, have been living as a result of a little girl who was just surviving her her life, right? Kids are just products of their environments. And so we honor that and we say, thanks so much for getting us to where we are, but we got this from here. Now we're going to start acting in a different way. We're going to start training our brains, that safety, security, that joy, that peace. We're going to start accepting those things on a regular basis. We're going to put ourselves in positions to where we accept help, where we ask for help, right? We don't allow ourselves to take on too much and ignore the fact that we actually have human needs. And we're going to say, hey, this is a lot for one freaking person to do. I've been a little crazy. I should absolutely communicate in advance. Notice this takes you figuring out your week and your day to day. I should ask for help. I should say, hey, this is all the shit I'm expecting of myself to do. This is bananas. I definitely need some help. And I'm going to ask my husband. I'm going to ask a friend. I'm going to ask my business partner. Okay. And I'm going to receive that. And guys, when you start to do this, it's going to feel so uncomfortable. Okay. So often we get lost in the, Oh, I I've been doing this work and it just, Oh, it feels so, I don't know. I don't, I don't like it. It's yucky. Right. Blah. Um, no doing this work, retraining your neural pathways in your brain first takes time. 
And it also takes you being very uncomfortable because you are literally stepping out of everything that your brain tells you is within your survival mechanisms, right? If we operate from a place of survival our whole life, we will never understand what it is like to truly thrive. And in order to truly thrive, we have to open up ourselves to discomfort. We have to make friends with that because it is that level of discomfort that is getting us to learn how to accept the amazingness in life. I, I, can't, I can't stress this enough, guys. This is like the game-changing crap that no matter where I am in my life or what I'm doing, I have to practice all the time. All the time. Because our minds left to their own devices take their own direction. That is why 90% of what we do is on autopilot. Because if we don't give our minds an intentional direction, then they, they have their own path. If we are not aware of those limiting beliefs that we hold in our subconscious, then how can we possibly challenge them? How can we possibly say, oh my gosh, that's a load of shit, right? I'm not too much. My parents didn't have the emotional bandwidth to teach me that my emotions were normal and okay because my emotions triggered their emotions so much and they didn't have the same tools that I did. I'm not, I'm not too much. I don't have to stay quiet. That's not right. That's, that's not a belief I need to subscribe to anymore just to make other people feel comfortable. I don't need to obtain to the status quo and allow people to treat me like crap and disregard my boundaries because it's expected of me to keep the peace. I don't have to do that. If somebody treats me bad, I have acceptable boundaries and I can respect that within myself because I value myself enough to teach people how to treat me. And I have every right to do that in a healthy, communicative way. And these are, these are the beliefs we have to challenge and start practicing against the grain day by day. And it's progress, ladies. It's all the progress, okay? And this is exactly how you start to change the way you operate within your relationship. And as a result, your relationship has no other choice but to change as well. So, ladies, have any questions? If you have any thoughts, please, please, please share as you watch this. Um, again, it, it helps me to know that I'm giving you value. It helps me to know that you're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, if you have any suggestions for topics that you want me to talk about, please share. Also, this group is your group. This space is not just for me to be in here talking. Um, I know it's like the best part of this, right? Uh, my, the, I want this to be an active community for ladies to get in here and say, Hey man, I'm struggling ladies. Like, what do you do here? This is what I'm experiencing. Is this normal? And I know it's scary to stand in this group of 800 women, but guys, I got to tell you, um, I started this group in 2020. Okay. We're on 2023. We're in almost 800 freaking women in this group, which is just mind blowing. And I have not, I have had maybe one incident, maybe one where somebody 
posted something that sounded a little bit more critical than helpful. And I mean, that's it. It was like more of like, hey man, like you probably didn't even mean to come across this way, but this is how it sounded. And it was fixed. Ladies, I work my ass off to make sure that this group is a no bitch drama free zone, okay? I work my butt off to make sure that that does not happen. There aren't trolls allowed in this group. No, nay, nay. You get kicked out if that is the case. We are here to build each other up. We are here to support each other. We are here to offer each other helpful advice. And if we have something negative or judgmental, we don't say it. That is the rules within this group. And the reason I'm explaining all of this to you guys is because I want you guys to understand this is a safe space for you guys to come and bring your concerns and your issues and to not feel freaking crazy or alone in the world in which we live and you can bring your marital strife or issues or concerns to get actual helpful advice, especially from other women in this group, not just me, right? So please share because when you share your problem, somebody else who's thinking, man, I'm alone over here. You just empowered them. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. This other individual is going through this too. I don't feel crazy. I don't feel broken because this person shared. So you actually help other people by sharing your problems, by sharing your concerns. Y'all know I'm an open book. I share with you guys all my problems, all my issues. That was like the foundation of this group, right? Was I had a very challenging marriage and relationship. And this is why I love doing what I do and supporting every single one of you to also thrive in your relationships and have the best freaking life, right? Because that is what life is about is connection is being truly ourselves and having somebody else love and accept us for us as we truly are, that's intimacy. That is what intimacy is. That's what we all at our core desire to experience. And if we are denying ourselves of this experience because we're afraid, fear, again, if we're, we're afraid of what others might think or how others might react, what a waste of life, right? Like what a waste of life. I'm so passionate about this guys. I, I want so badly for this group to just be that place for you guys to come and communicate and build each other up in. So if you have any ideas, thoughts, bring them out. Let's go post all you want in this group. It's your space. Take, take up space, please. Um, also, Fun thought, if you guys have hung out this long, I appreciate it because I know this is going on a bit. Um, but I, I was thinking about running another group program and I was thinking about calling it the First Wives Group. Let me know what your thoughts are on that because I thought that was pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. Um, you could be the first and only, right? Like that's the idea. You could be in a separation, you could be divorced, but wanting to not recreate these same mistakes you made in your relationship. And you want to make sure that when you do pick another guy, you have full self-awareness. You're not going to go and pick the same guy with the red flags you ignored from the first guy. Whatever the case is, I want this to be an all-inclusive group. And um, this is this would be a paid membership with support. So I'm 
working on much like I used to run my badass wives club, but I want to now create it. So it's open for everyone in whatever relationship they want to work on. Ultimately ladies, no matter what we do, we work on ourselves because that's all we can control. So fun name idea. Let me know what you think in the comments, please. First wives club. And, um, yeah, have an amazing freaking weekend.